how many were there to follow Jesus for the bread, for the words, for the power, for the healings. But when he brings that word to test, you know, are you willing to step out into the spirit? Can you drink my blood? Eat Can my you blood. eat my flesh? Yeah, this guy's crazy. So when you, you know, and Pete, you know, where else can we go? So there is in your heart a moment of that permission, that moment of that unconditional surrender, or that moment of hardening and, okay, this, you know, I don't want to go that far. And then it ends. Yeah. That's them seeds on the road. Some of the ravens get, <laughs> some grow up in the hard ground and they die. You know, some of the wind blows away. You know, but there are some seeds that take root. And that's what the conclusion can I, I came to on the way here. I said, I can never reconcile that because God alone knows. God alone sees the heart. Mm -hmm. I can hear somebody, and when he tells me to put out the net, put out the net. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But there's the old adage, I can catch a fish, or he catches the fish, I just put the net out. But he don't tell me to clean the fish. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> and, uh, you know, so just, I just endeavored to follow him. And I, I can't reconcile, I don't know, because I don't know your heart. I don't know, you know, how, how often do I don't even know my own heart? That's why I always got to say, God, cleanse my heart. Even though I'm a full-on believer and been born again, you know, I still recognize there are times that stuff is in here that I don't really want in there. There's some contaminated water in here. This guy's still got to change, even after 30 years of following Jesus Christ. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I, I have, all you got to do is ask my wife and kids and find out that I ain't done that perfectly. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? But I still desire to surrender that heart. I still seek the point where I surrender that heart. Mm-hmm give up my right to be in control so that I can encounter the Holy Spirit more, so I can experience Him more in my life. I started recently going, you know, Holy Spirit, I, I'm not going to do this no more, it. You, I'm going to talk to you straight. Yeah. You, sir. Holy Spirit. You. Because people forget that you're a person. They forget that you're part of the personality of God. And I want you functioning in my life, not just so the man I get changed, but so that when folk come around me, they encounter the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. So that maybe if their heart's open or maybe if they're struggling, that he can go, let's turn up the light. Because this one I'm going to get because this one's heart is open right now. Maybe he goes, let's turn down the light because this one here, no matter what we do, they ain't going to see no light. Some folk choose to shut the light out of their life. You know, you can look at their house, windows drawn, you know, <laughs> ain't let no light in, physically nor spiritually. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and I didn't, you know, I don't want to walk out. I don't want to be part of the walking dead. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I want to be part of the, the ever living. You ever think about that? It's Adam and Eve in the garden. You know, Eve didn't get a name right away. Her name was just woman. Woman, you're bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. Good on you, Adam, to figure that one out, you know? But then Adam and Eve, they mess up, they eat in the garden, do their thing. And God says to the woman, the first person to ever receive a prophecy 
in human history is Eve. It don't come through a prophet, it comes from God. Woman, your seed, the serpent will bruise his heel, but he will crush his head. And at that, Adam responds, your name is Eve. She gets her name right at that moment because you're the mother of all living. Now watch this. When you and I give our heart to Jesus Christ, what happens? We're given eternal life or we become part of the all living. Maybe that's what Adam was saying at that moment. Those all who believe the word that God came, the word came to Eve in spite of herself, in spite of the mistake that she made, which was tremendous, but the forgiveness was already waiting. You know, when God came down, he said, Adam and Eve, where are you? Actually, he didn't even ask Eve. Adam, where are you? Now, you think God didn't know which bush he was hiding behind? He knew exactly what. I think God was saying, boy, look, if you'll come out from the sin you're hiding behind, I've already made a way. The forgiveness is waiting if you'll come out and ask for it. The restoration is waiting. All you got to do is come ask. Adam boy came out from behind a bush, you know? Said, look, man, the woman you gave me, she had this fruit. I had some too, as if God was surprised by that part, you know? In case you didn't know, I, I had some fruit too, man, you know? But, <laughs> but um, and then he's like, well, that snake. I was thinking about this, thinking about this, guys. You know, the snake, was he really, there's just, I can't prove this, but was it really a snake? Or is the snake simply a picture of who Satan is? Did he take the form of a snake or was he there as Satan? He was, he, he, okay, because in the book it says the serpent, the dragon, the serpent of old Satan. So maybe the snake was just a picture, you know, of, and it said, I've given you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions. I've given you authority to trample on the demonic realm. All right? So maybe it was just Satan, but watch this now. The snake comes down. He's in a tree or wherever he's at, and he says to the girl, hey, did God really say? You realize what he was doing with that statement? He was trying to reason with her. He was trying to get her to reason away her faith. Did God really say? It seems reasonable at times. You can reason away your faith. Yeah. But if you'll recognize that it's a lie and you can turn around to that faith, because faith is not unintelligent. Faith is absolutely intelligence. It's a superior intelligence because it functions from the intelligence of God. That's the difference between Saul and David. Saul was, David would hear the word of God. Okay, that's what I'm going to do. No matter how much he messes up along the way, he at least had that. This is the word of God and this is what's right and this is what I'm going to do. And Saul wanted to rationalize and compromise. Well, these guys want this, and I really need them to help me, so maybe we can adjust this a little bit, and he rationalized away the word of God, which God said it doesn't work. They bit him in the butt. The same with the chick. He, you know, he re reasoned with her. Mm -hmm. Okay, now watch it. Later in the book, said God said, come reason with me. Come, let us reason together. First off, it's easy for God to say that because he knows he's going to win the argument. <laughs> if I knew I was going to win all the time, <laughs> I would tell one, come on and just argue with me, girl. <laughs> I ain't that dumb. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I might not be the sharpest tool in the shed, but I ain't that dumb, you know, because <laughs> I know I'm not right all the time. You know what I'm saying? And it, But the, Jesus, God saying, Jesus saying, come reason with me, man. Mm -hmm. See the snake, he's over here trying to reason with you. Mm -hmm. 
He's reasoning with you, trying to get you to believe a lie. He's trying to get you to believe that lie so he can rob from you. Mm -hmm. He's trying to get you to believe that lie so he can kill you, so he can destroy everything. But come reason with me. Come reason with me, mm -hmm. and I'll show you the way. I'll show you the truth. I'll show you the life. I'll show you the counterattack to the lie. Come reason with me. Whose words will you believe? I put before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Whose reasoning are you going to believe? Come reason with me. Yes, I'm going to win. <laughs> but when you surrender, all of the blessing and the life is going to come to you. Yeah, I mean, if you really believe God is good, then whose voice do you want to listen to? <laughs> but you, know? you mentioned about the, the snake, um, and, and language has always been mythical and poetic. And we, we have these things where we, we start to believe that the rational and the scientific are the only things that are valid. And then we try to take that outlook back to the Bible. And okay, everything the Bible says has to be scientific and historic and all of these things. But this was the expression of the people God had spoken to trying to express what he's... And they didn't have a word for Satan. They didn't really have even a, a, a concept of Satan as a force acting on the earth until after the, the Babylonian exile. So what are they going to call the, the essence or the force that was speaking to Eve? How are they going to illustrate that? What you know? What would it be passed down as? In the Bible speaks in pictures. Mm -hmm. God speaks in pictures. So He's giving you images and pictures. I think purposefully. I think God does some of that stuff on purpose because <laughs> He's trying to hide it in the book because He wants you to come to Him. You know, He said, "Come, come, come on, come on." Come reason with me. Come talk to me. Come ask me what I was saying when I read that book. You cannot justify the Bible with science because the Bible is not a scientific book. The Bible will justify science. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because, But the Bible is written from an eternal perspective. It's written from God's perspective, a supernatural perspective. So the only way you're going to be able to really understand the imagery in the book is to go to the guy who had, was the author of the book. Mm -hmm. He had all these guys put pen to paper, but he's the author. So I got to go to the, in the, in the passage of the author and the finisher of your faith. Mm -hmm. Is that in the book? Or is that a song somewhere? That's in the book. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm counting on you, man. <laughs> you know, let me get him on and off of me. <laughs> you know? So you see, he's the author and the finisher. So I'm the author. I'm the one who writ that book. I'm the one who came up with the concepts. I'm the one who put some pictures in the book. So if you'll come talk to me, I'll explain the pictures to you. Like the burning coal in your heart. That even in the Bible, there are those spiritual expressions that you cannot comprehend, you cannot yeah. rationalize. The only way is God is spirit, and he does things that spiritual make things. sense to him. You think? <laughs> make sense to him. These are higher than our <laughs> <laughs> See, it's like your wife. You're on film, so be careful right here. <laughs> but at times she do stuff that makes sense to her. <laughs> and you over here wondering, now pay attention, Nayla, because I'm talking to him now. <laughs> <laughs> times you're wondering, you know, as a man, uh -huh. you're what in the blue blazes, woman? What was, how did, you know, you know, but it made perfect sense to her. Mm -hmm. 
You see, and, and so I, I've been married to Wanda 29 years now, and I'm finally, I'm quick after a long time. I'm finally starting to think it, figure it out. Hey, she think different than me. <laughs> and I got to have, give her the room and a space to be able to process in her way of doing things. Mm-hmm. Women, women have a tendency to think emotionally. I just realize, but men think rationally or logically. But in reality, men think emotionally as well. Mm-hmm. But oftentimes, we try to explain the emotional part away <laughs> with our logic. And so sometimes, you know, if you're like me and you've been impatient for over the years and you didn't give your wife the space to think emotionally, and you got to give her that space because she's the other side of who you are. And she's the one over here going, God's over here going, look, boy, you think you're so rational. You think you're so logical. But you don't realize when you're thinking emotional. So I got to give you somebody over here who will think a little more emotional than you. You know? And you think about this. Why does it always seem easier for women to function spiritually, function in the supernatural? That You know, my wife is susceptible. If anything like that happens, you know, she's crying. Or she's laughing, or what? What you know that she she easily. I love that about her. She easily moves into the spirit. But I realize, you know, a woman when when she comes to to a man, because she's thinking emotionally, she quickly and is willingly ready to give her heart to that man. She's opened herself up and made herself vulnerable. She's willing to do that. See, that's a good example for us guys. When it comes to Jesus Christ, am I that quick and that willing to surrender my heart to him? You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And let him do those things. Let him put the burning chunk of coal in you. Let him hit you in the head with eggs, you know? Let him, uh, all the other weird stuff that he did, hit you with the big whoosh, you know? Or, you know, the supernatural stuff that you can't logically explain. But you know, dude, I don't know of anybody. And I don't know of a passage in a book where God put a burning chunk of coal in somebody's chest. I don't know a passage in a book where he hit somebody in the head with eggs. I don't know of a passage in a book where somebody got hit in the head with lightning that went down their back and they shot up, started looking like Joe Cocker at the back of the Ah, with a little help from my friends, you know. <laughs> I don't know of a passage, but I know this. I know it was God. I don't know of a passage anywhere where God knocked somebody down and they laughed and cried like an absolute lunatic and come up feeling with like no kind of good they ever felt before and felt so good they want to give it away. I can't find a passage. I, you know, I may not have found that in the book. But I'll tell you this, I know that it was God. I know it's God. That's how I come to the place where I can say, you know what, I don't believe Jesus is who he said he is. I know that he is who he said he is because I've encountered him and experienced him in ways that I cannot explain. I can't rationalize. I can't reason it away, but I know that it's him. And because of that, I can stand and say, I know in whom I have believed and I'm willing to surrender this some more. Help me, sir. Like that, Father, help my unbelief. Help me to surrender it more so that you can flow through me to touch other lives, mm-hmm. to set other folk free. Not, not so I'll be somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, you ever think about it? I think about it, so I see folk, you know, somebody really struggling. I was driving here, this old boy, he, I look, he's walking across, and I see him kind of walking funny, but then I look and I notice his eyeglasses. I'm like, holy cat, them some thick glasses on that boy. And I really, the reason he's walking funny is because he can't see that good. Oh. You know, but I thought, man, them glasses are so thick. 
<clears throat> you better not get out in some bright sunlight, son. A ray will hit you. You know, <laughs> you'll just go up in flame. No, no I'm sorry. <laughs> but then I had a thought, wow. Wonder if I could, you know, if I had a moment where I could do like Jesus and say, hey, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, by all the power and authority of that name, be made whole. But then I realized, wait a minute, am I ready for what happened as a result of that? Because <laughs> people ain't that bright. They start thinking it's me. Yeah. Then I have to go like Peter and James and John, look at here, 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 here. <laughs> the only reason that boy got up and walked was by the power and the authority of the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, whom you, oh, he did it again, whom you crucified. <laughs> you <know? laughs> that's when, maybe that's why Jesus chose Pete, you know? He knew he was going to be a mess, but he said, but when I get a hold of this boy, he's going to be straightforward. Mm -hmm. He won't mess around with it, you know? The boy's dumber than a sack of wet mice, but I love him because he's bold, you know? 